What's up, listeners? This is not Lance Williams. This is Jeff Hartman, and I'm filling in for Lance Williams as he's still on vacation for a Yeah, I Said It episode. Now, if you're watching us live on YouTube right now, you might be saying, I don't even know what you're talking about, because this show has never been on YouTube before. Lance has done it for the entire offseason, but it's only been on our audio platforms. So Lance isn't doing the show. I'm doing the show, so I'm bringing the show to YouTube. This is something that will be done during the regular season, so you can expect more of this, except hopefully from Lance Williams, in terms of the Yeah, I Said It being live here on YouTube. So, what is the premise of Yeah, I Said It? If you've never listened before, it's essentially a chance for Lance to get something off his chest. It could be good, it could be bad, it could be indifferent. All of that can pertain to the Yeah, I Said It. Now, some of you that have been listening to these shows, especially if you follow The Standard is the Standard, our flagship podcast here on Behind the Steel Curtain, and you might be thinking, Jeff's such a positive guy when it comes to the Steelers. What is he going to say in this Yeah, I Said It episode? Because Lance is typically on the more negative side when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers every aspect of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I am a pretty positive guy, but there is something I want to talk about today to kind of get off my chest. Is the Pittsburgh Steelers prepare for training camp on Thursday? The players report on Thursday. Their first practice is Friday. The first time they put on the pads is Sunday. My, yeah, I said it this week, stems around none other than Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, the head coach since 2007 of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the whole premise here is it's time for him to change. Time for him to change, period. I'm going to read a quote. Everyone's heard this quote before. It's an Albert Einstein quote, which states, insanity. Basically, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Doing the same thing over and over again, and yet expecting a different result. In my opinion, that sums up Mike Tomlin probably the last five seasons. He has done the same thing. The results haven't changed. In other words, let's be honest, as Steeler fans, we, are, we only gauge our success by wins in the Super Bowl. Getting to the playoffs, not good enough. Winning a playoff game, not good enough. You got to get to the show and you got to win on the biggest stage. I look at how he's handled is okay. So let's, let's go back and they say, okay, so we know that he needs to change, but how any idiot can get on here and say, Mike Tomlin needs to change. It takes a little bit more of an educated person to think, okay, well, how can he change? What is the resolution here of this issue? So for me, I look at it and say, okay, from an X's and O's standpoint, Mike Tomlin has his hand in every aspect of the team. That's why you have coordinators. Keith Butler, Randy Feetner, Danny Smith, those are the main coordinators, and he is going to have to coach them up a little bit better because the team from a technical standpoint oftentimes leaves a lot to be desired. But I'm talking more about how he handles players, mainly how he handles star players. I'm not suggesting that he should force Ben Roethlisberger to practice every single day because Ben Roethlisberger needs to stay healthy for this team to compete, period. But I hope, I pray, that he has learned his lesson from the Le'Veon Bell mess and then the Antonio Brown mess and says, 
I need to change some things. It concerns me when he did an interview with, uh, I think it was Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, and he sat down and said, you know, about the drama in the locker room. I didn't think there was that much drama last year, and I thought the locker room was pretty calm last year. Come on, coach. Don't paint us to be the idiots. Please don't do that because it's not going to fly. Not in Pittsburgh, not with a team with six Super Bowl championships, not with a fan base that is, is frothing at the mouth to win their seventh, especially after the Patriots tied the Steelers last year by winning the Super Bowl. Don't tell us it was calm. Be honest. You're always honest all the time when you think about press conferences and maybe calling out players. You're honest when you're you're looking ahead to the New England Patriots two years ago and not focused on the team and right in front of you. Um, you're honest all the time, yet why aren't you honest in this situation? I liked his honesty earlier in the offseason when he said it was a cleansing when Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown were gone. Good. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it and move on. Yet here we are. I don't think there was much of a problem last year. Come on, coach. You can't be like this and expect to have anyone buy in to the fact that it's just not, it just isn't going to work. Again, insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So what needs to happen? He needs to have a tougher stance with all of his players. That doesn't mean he can't be a player's coach. That doesn't mean that he's not able to be friendly with his players. It doesn't mean that he's not able to, you know, joke around with these guys. You can do all that stuff, but when it comes down to it, you think about Le'Veon Bell missing a walkthrough for the playoff game in 2017 against the Jaguars and doesn't sit at all. I get it. You want to win the game. But at the same time, it's these little things that it build up and build up and build up. And what does it turn into? This giant monstrosity that was Antonio Brown last year, and it exploded. You let Antonio Brown not stay with the team in Latrobe, which I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger probably doesn't either. But regardless, you give him the permission to not stay there. He's late for everything. Uh, he is a guy that's constantly apologizing, whether it's apologizing for tantrums on the sideline, apologizing for things that he said. Eventually, coach, the apologies can't have the same magnitude and carry the same amount of weight. They can't. It, it's just like the kid, you know, I have five kids. If my kid makes the same mistake every single day and always says, oh, dad, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, guess what? After a while, you're not sorry. You know what you're doing, and yet... Here we are. Mike Tomlin needs to set the tone from day one. When the Pittsburgh Steelers roll into camp on Thursday, the tone is set that, look, this is a no-nonsense organization from here on forward. When we step onto this field, practice field, game surface, Latrobe High School field, doesn't matter. We're all business. You're here to do work. You're going to put in that work, and if you don't, there will be repercussions. These guys are professionals. You don't have to hammer them into the ground. This is about expectations. This is not like when Mike Tomlin was hired in 2007 and he basically took a veteran team and ground them into a stump and they lost to the Jaguars at home in the playoffs. Heinz Ward spoke openly about how he was so tough on them in training camp because he wanted to make an impression. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm suggesting that he goes out there and says, you know what? 
This has to change. We're not going to be able to do the same old stuff over and over again because what is that? It's insanity. I'm always going to come back to that quote here for this episode. Doing the same thing over and over again and yet expecting a different result. Yeah, Antonio Brown's gone. Le'Veon Bell's been gone for two years. Who cares? But you know what? Now is the time where everyone, myself included, says he's got his locker room back. He's got his locker room back. So maybe you go to Ben Roethlisberger and say, Ben, look, I'm not going to tell you to do the show or not to do your radio show, but if you do that show, you better keep your mouth shut when it comes to calling that, calling out players. And you know what? He has every right to say that, even to a veteran like Ben Roethlisberger, because you know why? He's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why. He has every right to say that to Ben. He has every right to say to anyone on the team, zip it up. Zip it up. You know what? Everyone always criticizes Bill Belichick and that team up north, as we call them, for being so locked in and they're, they're never saying anything. Guess what? That it comes directly from the top. It is followed to a T, and that's just how they do business. And in my, in my opinion, I run a website that is, you know, we're, we're looking for traffic. We're trying to write attractive articles that are going to get you to come to our site and read them. I would be fine not writing about this drama that happens, like Bud Dupree in the comments he made about Le'Veon Bell last year. Then they raided his locker. Don't need to do it. Don't need to say it. Keep your mouth shut. This, These are some of the things that Tomlin needs to start to curtail. It's, I think it stems back to Antonio Brown's Facebook Live video during his post-game speech after the team beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City in the divisional round of the playoffs that year. They're getting ready to play the Patriots in Foxborough in the AFC Championship game. Your star wide receiver is more worried about his, his image and how many people were on his Facebook live feed. That's where it started. But now is where it can end. It's all up to Mike Tomlin. Will he do it? I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in that. I like Mike Tomlin. I don't want anyone to listen to this thing. guy. Ah, he's just a Tomlin hater. I actually support Mike Tomlin. You can ask Lance. You can ask anyone that I've done shows with, anyone that I've talked to. I actually like Mike Tomlin as a head coach. But that doesn't mean he's perfect. It didn't, Bill Cowher wasn't perfect. Chuck Noll wasn't perfect. He's not perfect either. But it's time for some change. Time to get out there. It's time to start a new trend, a new way of thinking and a way of acting for the Pittsburgh Steelers because that stuff off the field, that stuff in the locker room, which was so calm quote unquote last year, I believe it bled onto the field. I believe it did. You might disagree and you're entitled to your opinion. I think it did. So Mike Tomlin, I know you're listening time for a change. Get those guys ready on Thursday. No nonsense, all business expectations are sky high and you're not going to take anything but a Lombardi trophy. There you go. Yeah, I said it, Mike Tomlin. It's time for a change. With that said, I do have some people in the live chat right now on YouTube, and I know that it's not a normal day because Lance normally doesn't do this um, on YouTube, but if you want to contribute to the show... If you want to be a part of the show, you can actually leave a question and I'll take a few minutes here and answer the questions and have a good, some good talk about the Steelers because Hey, Thursday, it's all there, right there. 
everyone's excited. I'm excited. I know you all out there listening, watching are excited as well. So you have, if you have some questions, fire away. It doesn't have to be about Mike Tomlin. It can be about anything Steelers related. And if you want, you don't have to, but if you want, you can use the super chat feature. And what that is is where it says you can chat publicly at BTSC Steelers Radio on the right. There's a small little money sign. You can hit that. You can donate any amount of money to our program. It goes straight to the program. And we appreciate that. You don't have to use it, but you can. And if you do, it'll be guaranteed that I answer your question. So already Vodka Drinker, who's a regular in the live chat for us on YouTube, he gave $5.55. Thanks for putting that in the tip jar. He says... Maybe Mike Tomlin just needs to win a challenge. LMAO, we all know what that means. Love you guys. Honestly, Mike Tomlin, yeah, he hasn't won a challenge in a long time. That's why they brought in Terrell Austin to help him with that. Hopefully it works. The sad thing is, is that even if Tomlin doesn't change anything, even if Tomlin's still challenging the same plays, uh, going about his business the same way, um, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter at all because everyone would assume that it's because Terrell Austin is telling him, hey, don't challenge this, challenge that. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes in terms of his challenges. Okay. Um, let's see here. Mark Davidson says, hey, Jeff, thoughts on the top 100 ratings for the Steelers? Uh, Cam at 88 and Watt at 97. I didn't see Cam at 88, um, but I did see Watt. I think he's 93, actually. Um I don't put much stock into those. I do love watching those clips, though. Those are awesome. Love them because those clips are um, you get the players talking about each other. And that's where you get some really honest opinions. Um, I'll never forget. It was a Cleveland Browns guard, I believe, that was talking about Cam Hayward's bull rush and how he just got flattened by him. And that makes for good TV. It at least is fun to watch. I don't watch them live or anything like that. But I catch them on Twitter because they always put out the actual clips and I watch them. TJ Watts is really cool. A lot of players talking about how he seems to be going, not necessarily beyond his brother JJ, but he's at least creating his own path. So there you go. Um, another question, Steelers fans is, Jeff, do you know which Steeler legends are going to be at the Steelers Family Fun Fest? Um, not off the top of my head. But I do know if you go to Steelers.com, they did release a schedule of events leading up to uh, the first game. I'm not sure if the players I, – I, actually, I think the players were listed. Uh, they have a whole schedule for training camp each day that there's an open practice. There's a player that's there. I know Merrill Hodge is going to be there. Charlie Batch is going to be there one day. I'm not sure who's going to be there at the Family Fun Fest, but you can check that out, I think, on Steelers.com. Um here we go. Looking through here. Hey, Jeff, what do you think about Connor's production this season compared to Juju's for the 2019 season? Um, Connor's production is going to be gauged, in my opinion, on one thing and one thing only. His production is going to be based off of health. I firmly believe that if he can stay healthy, that if he is able to play a full 16-game schedule, which he has yet to do in his professional career, he will put up extremely good numbers. Um, we do our 30 predictions in 30 days. We're wrapping that up tomorrow, Wednesday. I did a prediction a couple days ago about how I think James Conner could potentially have 17 total touchdowns this year. That would be four more than his 13 last year, but he only played in 13 games last year. So he averaged a touchdown a game. He had 12 rushing and one receiving touchdown. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are 
good with James Conner, and that offensive line is great. Juju's a little different story. I could see, um, I could see Juju struggling just a little bit. I could see Juju his maybe his yardage going down, but if his touchdowns went up, he had seven I think last season. Then I think that would be tremendous trade off. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is more balanced, not only from a run-pass standpoint, but also from a distribution standpoint in the passing game. They don't need to focus on just one player. And Juju's versatile enough. He can play the slot. He can play outside. He can play both X, Y, Z, all three positions. Uh, They can run a bunch formation with him. They can get him the ball. I'm going to say his stats, his yardage goes down a little bit, maybe 1,200 yards instead of 14 but I do think his touchdowns go up, and I'll take that trade off any day of the week. Um, another question: Would Connor be more uh, dependable than Juju? Um, that's tough. Juju usually has at least stayed healthy, and but Connor's going to touch the ball a lot more. That's a give and take. So there you go. Uh, Matt Thomas has any news about you guys going to camp? Well, Brian is out of town. He's currently in the woods literally in the woods with the boy scouts and his son. Um, when he comes back, which I believe will be this weekend, uh, we will touch base Dave, Brian and I, and we will try to find a time, a date where we will hop in a minivan, head to Latrobe. When we do, we will make sure that we make that announcement ahead of time. Uh, that way, if anyone is there and wants to, I, I, I don't know if people would ever want to meet us. <laughs> For me, sometimes when I do these podcasts and I do these videos, I I do them thinking that maybe there's five people that watch and four of those are my family members. When in reality, there's several thousand that listen and several thousand that watch and and we almost have 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. I want to get to 3,000. We have 2,930 some, I think, right now. I want to get to 3,000 before week one of the Steelers regular season. Um, So yeah, if you guys want to swing by and say hello and have a chat and talk about the Steelers. I'd be glad to. I'm not sure if that's something that people would want to do, but if you do, we will let you know for sure. For sure. Um, I'm afraid I would be a giant disappointment, you know, be like, Oh my gosh, there's Jeff. I'm just a regular guy, you know, that does a lot of work for the website. Um, so here we go. Um, Vodka Drinker says that he thinks that Benny Snell would compliment Connor. You know, it's funny. I did a, I did a, a radio spot with a, a, a radio station in Kentucky today. And the radio station host, he asked me a lot of questions about two players. And those are the two Kentucky Wildcats on the Steelers roster, which if you, if you should know, if you don't know, that that's obviously Benny Snell and Bud Dupree. And he asked a lot about Benny Snell and the expectations for him and how will he play. And obviously I said, you know, it depends on if Connor stays healthy or not. But ultimately, I think that Snell has a lot to prove. He has a lot to prove. Uh, for instance, every rookie running back is that in the recent, I don't know, the past four starting running backs, if you include Jalen Samuels into that mix as a starter because he did start last year, has struggled with one major aspect, and that is pass protection. Even Le'Veon Bell, when he was uh, drafted, didn't start right away. He didn't play. He had a toe injury, uh, but he was a good pass protector, but it still took him some time. James Conner struggled. Jalen Samuel struggled. I remember hearing reports last year of him getting absolutely trucked in the backs on backers drill. 
Snell's going to have to prove that he can pass block, that he can catch the ball out of the backfield and run the ball. We know he can run the ball, but can he run it in this pro-style offense and things of that nature? So I like Snell. That's what I said to the guy on the radio, but at the same time, I'm not about to crown him with any type of third running back, second running back tag until I actually see him put on pads in the National Football League. Um, Garen says, how is it that Coach T is on the hot seat when since 2007 he's the second winning as coach? I never said, Garen, that he was um, on the hot seat ever. And if you're late to the show, you can go back and listen. Uh, or if you're listening, I never said that. I just said that he needs to change some things. I said on our standard as a standard show with Dave Schofield the other night that, in fact, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will and should extend him and give him a new contract. But at the same time, I know a lot of people think that he would be considered on the hot seat. I'm not one of them. I just think that he just needs to kind of get that team back, get that team back that plays for each other, not for themselves necessarily. And um, I said it earlier, he's got his locker room back, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's see here. Let's see, there's some other questions. Matt says he'd be... If people were there, they would definitely want to meet you guys. I'm not so sure about that, Matt. Dave said Dave Schofield's in the live chat, my co-host on a couple shows this week. He said, Y'all would be surprised how big I am. He is a very tall man, very large man, and how vertically challenged Brian is. Brian and I are about the same height, I think. Uh just different body builds. Let's hear. Let's hear. Vodka Drinker says, if you're talking to a Kentucky radio station, they're probably surprised, Bud. Um, isn't balling out. They were kind of surprised when I did say that Bud Dupree has underwhelmed his time in Pittsburgh, that he's not, you know, he's not the guy that he was, dra that people thought when they drafted him, essentially. He was kind of taken aback by that. And I said, look, I mean, TJ Watt has the same amount of sacks in two years as Bud Dupree has in four. Think about that. Um, I do think that there's some potential there, but there's a lot of pressure on him this year. Okay, Shield91 says, you put $5 in the tip jar. We appreciate that. He says, it's been a while since I've been on the chat. No question. I just wanted to say, hey, hey, Shield. What's up, sir? Hope you're doing well. Um, Flip asked, Tomlin and Colbert linked on staying together? That's interesting. You know, there's a lot of people, not just Tomlin and Colbert, but also Tomlin and Roethlisberger. There's a lot of people that believe that the Steelers will tolerate Tomlin until Roethlisberger is done. And it's at that time when they'll bring in a new coach because he'll have a new philosophy. He won't have to worry about a veteran quarterback that has to kind of learn new things or anything like that. Um, and I could buy that. Absolutely could buy that. I, I, you tell me, you know, let's say they struggle. They don't win the Super Bowl in the next three years. Ben says, you know what? I'm done. I'm retiring, hanging it up for good. Uh, I could see them saying it's time for a new coach. You bring in a new coach who is going to be able to work with guys like Mason Rudolph or Joshua Dobbs, kind of get their own system in there. There was a team, obviously, like Juju Smith-Schuster would probably still be on that roster, um, James Conner, all those guys. So, um, But, you know, linked Tomlin and Colbert, I don't know. I ask myself all the time, is this team's struggles due to bad drafting? Uh, bad free agent moves. Yeah, you can point to some bad free agent moves in the past few years. Morgan Burnett being the most recent. Ladarius Green is one of the worst I've ever seen. But still, I'm mean, not all that's on Colbert. I, I'm not hard on Colbert. I'll, I'll criticize him in certain areas. Uh, no one drafts wide receivers better, in my opinion. But at the same time, 
no one is worse at drafting cornerbacks. So um, I could see uh, those three, that trio, maybe being linked together in more ways than one. That's a really good point, Flip. And Cra- Crazy Chris puts $1.99 into the chip jar. He says, I think we should now call Bell Mr. Third Round. Um I don't want to talk about Le'Veon Bell. I really don't. And he went off on that stupid rant that I spent, wasted about two and a half minutes of my life watching. Uh, You know what, Jets fans? Have fun with that. That's all I'm going to say about Le'Veon Bell. Enjoy enjoy the circus that is Le'Veon Bell in New York City where the media scrutiny will be a million times worse than it was in Pittsburgh. So, okay. We'll take a couple more before we call it a show. Thomas asks, would you trade a wide receiver for a tight end? or trade for a pick and get a tight end off waivers at the cutdown. I would trade uh, a wide receiver, but I'm not going to give away a, a wide receiver that is, in my opinion, someone that could be a contributor this year. So Dave and I spoke about this on the standard as a standard this past week. He brought up a bold prediction stating that he thinks that a wide receiver will be traded. Uh, could I see Eli Rogers getting traded? Sure. Ryan Switzer, a little bit more of a stretch because he's been traded twice already in his career, and that's kind of a red flag. Um, but you have guys like Deontay Spencer, maybe uh, Trey Griffey. The problem here is that these guys, other NFL teams understand the Steelers roster, and the Steelers understand other teams' rosters. And so if they look at their Steelers roster and they see Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Dante Moncrief, James Washington, Ryan Switzer, Eli Rogers, Deontay Johnson, they're six. They are immediately going to say, there's no way they're going to keep seven. Why would we trade if we're going to, why don't we just wait until someone gets cut and then we'll pick them up off the waiver wire. That's an option. Uh, but if they really want a specific player, that would be the only way they would get a trade. I'm not saying it can happen. They've made a lot of trades in the past, but at the same time, I'm going to say that, uh, I'm not so sure it'll happen this year. I trading for a tight end. I'm fine. Um, I'm fine with that. I'm not sold on the tight ends they have now, but then again, I've never seen Gentry play. So I want to see that before I really make um, any rash decisions here. Okay, well, let's do a couple more. We got a uh, question. Is Mark Barron going to be the starting inside linebacker or is Vince Williams? Um, I think it's going to be Devin Bush, and I think it's going to be Vince Williams starting on the inside. I think Mark Barron's going to play a lot. Don't think that me saying that it's going to be Bush and Williams is somehow a indictment of Mark Barron. That's not the case. I think it's going to be Bush and Williams. I can see Barron coming in for, for Williams a lot in sub packages. So keep that in mind. And they're a primary sub package team with defense anyways. Um, rank on who you want to see more of Rudolph Dobbs or Hodges. For me, it's Rudolph one Dobbs two, Hodges three, but maybe this will depend Joshua Dobbs or I guess Mason Rudolph, I'd be heartbroken, but maybe Mason Rudolph could be considered trade fodder quarterback is a, obviously it's a desired position in the national football league and Hodges. You just don't know what you have there. He had to put up great college statistics, not necessarily at the highest level. Maybe he could be a number three. If you have to trade someone away, I could definitely see, um, Rudolph one, Dobbs maybe even sliding down to three because we've kind of seen what Dobbs can do. We've seen it. I'm not so sure we're sold on it. If he's the answer, if he's not the answer, sorry about that. But uh, still, it's one of those situations where 
I want to see I want to see a lot of Mason Rudolph this year because it's his year, second year, and he needs to get things together. There you go. Um, all right. You know what? That's that's a good question. I, I really want to say that um, we've got a lot of stuff coming up for the website. Um, this Thursday is day one of the fifth annual BTSC Training Camp Confidential Series. Now, if you're not a BehindTheSteelCurtain.com reader, maybe you just listen to podcasts. If you're a diehard Steeler fan, I think you'll love the website. I honestly do. But at the same time, this is special. We will have a ton of content coming out for probably 48 to 72 hours. Not going to be all at once. It's not going to be the only content that you see, but ultimately it's going to be some really good stuff that I hope you check out. Uh, It's going to be articles from myself, Dave Schofield, Brian, Anthony Davis, Tony Defio. Um, I could go on. Cliff Harris is still a punk is his name, who does a great film room breakdowns. Um, all those people are going to contribute. So make sure you check that out. Now, also, all of our podcasts starting in the preseason will be going to YouTube in some way, shape, or form. So I'm hoping that Lance can figure out the computer enough to go onto YouTube and run it like I just did. I think he can do that. I think he will. The Steelers hangover should be over. So if you're not subscribed on YouTube, go to youtube.com, search BTSC Steelers radio and subscribe. Don't miss a show. We'll have five videos a week. That's some pretty cool stuff. But if you're not a YouTube guy, or maybe if you're someone that has a commute or a bus ride or something of that nature, then listen to us on all, all of our audio platforms. So I'm talking about Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, which was jacked up. It's fixed now. You can use Google Play again now to find all of our podcasts. Just search BTSC, Behind the Steel Curtain, Standard is a Standard, Steelers. You'll find us there. I do have a request from everyone that's listening to this. Please, if you go and use iTunes, if you haven't, go into iTunes Give us a five-star rating and leave us a cool comment if you like the content. I'm not asking for fake comments. That's not the way I roll. But if you really like listening to all of our podcasts, give us a good podcast rating. Get us up to that five-star. Uh, you know that that really helps us with our exposure. And ultimately, we had we've had been on iTunes for a long time back from the Blog Talk Radio days. And those days, the audio was awful, and we got some really bad reviews. We need to get some positive ones if you like the content. So if you will, head on over there, drop us a five-star, leave us a comment. We appreciate it. So last but not least, remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, all your your one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers news. There you have it. Yeah, I said it. Mike Tomlin, time for some change, Coach. Thursday, the players report. I'm pumped. You're pumped. We're all pumped. As Lance always says, remember, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you next week another episode of Yeah, I Said It.